It's Boris from Sunday Night's Main Event here, and I was asked to think a little bit into 2024 and give a bold prediction into what I think the landscape of pro wrestling is going to look like in 2024. So I wanted to put a little bit of focus on the TV landscape. We already know that. SmackDown is leaving Fox and heading back to USA. We know that NXT is heading to CW. The big questions are where will WWE Raw and AEW end up? You know, there's a lot of speculation that there's conversations between WWE Discovery and WWE. And Tony Khan is really trying to keep things positive and and and, and keep things, you know, not 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 have people freak out. So I think that Somehow, someway, AEW will remain with WWE Discovery. I think that there will be some partnership in some shape or form with WWE and WWE Discovery. I don't think it's going to be for WWE Raw. And I really want to say that I feel like Raw will end up on a streaming service. I don't know why. If it's not FX, it will likely be Amazon. What that's going to look like, I don't know. Are the advertising dollars there? I don't know. But, you know, WWE has always been on the forefront of TV and technology. Look at the WWE Network. So something tells me that they're going to just bite the bullet and try going all in, pardon the pun, with a streaming service. So that's what I predict for 2024. Season's greetings, Ramblers. I hope everybody had a fun-filled holiday season, and it isn't over yet because this is the gift that we'll keep on giving. Join me as we boldly go where no podcaster has ever gone before, well, not since last year anyway. No, it isn't the final frontier, but it is the final show of 2023, and it should be a good one. As you heard at the start there, I will have a few guests today, so stay tuned. For now, allow me to put on my Nostradamus cap as we journey into the future and take a look at what I see happening in 2024. And what better way to start than at the beginning of the year? You know, the Royal Rumble is often the most surprising premium live event of the year and probably of all time. Everyone makes their guesses around this time of year as to who will win, but they often overlook that there may also be some casual surprises thrown into the match itself. I'm not going to make any boogeyman or godfather predictions, that'll be too obvious. Instead, I'm going to throw out some left-field softballs. Firstly, in the women's match, I think this is the perfect time to debut Jade Cargill. As we've seen for years in AEW, she is limited in the ring, but AEW and WWE have both done a fine job of protecting her and her image, and I don't expect her lack of experience to be exposed here at all, because she'll be in there with several other talents. I don't expect her to win, though I wouldn't be shocked, as they have up until now treated her as a massive star. I'm thinking she gets the Gunther spot this year where she shows up early and just completely destroys everybody. I think she'll likely get the most eliminations for the women and then make it all the way to the final few where it takes a bunch of girls to throw her out. As for the winner, originally I was thinking Becky Lynch, but after thinking that over, I think it may be a little too obvious. 
The direction on the Raw side is clearly Becky versus Rhea for Mania, so I'm thinking you can still have Becky look strong in the match, but then after a run-in between the two on an earlier show, Rhea interferes and ends up causing Becky to be eliminated or throws Becky out herself. I am going to boldly predict, exactly as I did last year, that not only does Mercedes Monet return to the WWE on this night, but she wins the match by last eliminating Nia Jax on her own to solidify her as a major threat to the SmackDown title, which will be regained by Bianca Belair by Elimination Chamber. And then it's on to Bianca versus Sasha 2 at Mania, only under extremely different circumstances. Nothing against Io Sky, but I found her title run very underwhelming thus far, although I do like the ongoing internal story between Bailey and the rest of Damage Control, and I'd expect Bailey to be kicked out of the group or on the SmackDown following Elimination Chamber, and then she recruits two, uh, I guess, friends, for lack of a better term, who I only hope are not the Bella Twins to take on Asuka, Io, and Kyrie at Mania. I'm thinking possibly Katana Chance and Caden Carter as the partners, or even Dakota Kai and Raquel Rodriguez, assuming that Dakota is cleared by then. Before I get into my predictions for the men's rumble, I want to throw it to another uh, former guest on the show uh, for a prediction of his own, so stay tuned. Hello there, this is former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas, and this is the crystal ball drop, and I have a prediction for 2024 that might surprise a lot of people. I know everybody's waiting for that shoot to drop regarding CM Punk and the WWE and them to not coexist, but in 2024, starting at the Royal Rumble, you're going to see that Punk and WWE will get along just fine, and he is going to be a major player and a major factor at WrestleMania 40. Mark my words. As we look at the men's side of the Rumble, it does seem easier to predict, doesn't it? Most people seem to think that CM Punk is a shoo-in, which is probably the right call because you don't want Punk to lose his first big match, unless of course something happens to cost him that match, like with Becky. Maybe Drew McIntyre, in a fit of jealousy after being eliminated earlier in the Rumble, quickly by Punk, will re-emerge and end up costing Punk the match. I mean, give me some credit, what kind of show would this be if I just predicted the obvious? So here's my bold prediction. It all comes down to the same final two as last year, only with a different outcome. Gunther is the 2024 Royal Rumble winner by last eliminating Cody Rhodes, who eventually turns heel out of frustration for not getting to finish his story. You can't see it, but perhaps you could tell by my intonation that I used air quotes when I said that, because I really never understood the whole idea of Cody's story, and especially why his story is more important than anyone else that has fallen at the hands of Roman Reigns. But in any case, Gunther goes on to face Reigns for the WWE Universal title at Mania. He also vacates the Intercontinental title using option C for both of you Impact fans, and a tournament is held to crown a new IC champion with the final match being held at WrestleMania. But don't forget about Cody, because like I predicted, he will eventually turn heel, and I say eventually, as he still gets another chance to main event WrestleMania by competing in the Elimination Chamber. 
It all comes down to Cody and CM Punk, and that is the match that Punk wins to punch his ticket for the WWE World Championship match at WrestleMania versus Seth Rollins. While Cody takes a different path, or should I say falls down a darker path, similar to Drew McIntyre, where he basically blames everyone but himself for his own failures, and then points the main finger of blame at the guy who got him off on the wrong foot in the WWE to begin with, and just when he was starting to make a name for himself on his own, that guy just can't help but latch onto the coattails of Cody yet again and drag him down, and that man becomes Cody's WrestleMania opponent, who is none other than Randy Orton. But there is another former guest that I had that has a very different prediction as what will be headlining WrestleMania. Let's take a listen. Hello, my name is Matthew Edderer, formerly of The Score, WWE Aftermath blog, also Operation Sports, and Sunday Night's Main Event Radio, among other places. Uh, here's my prediction for 2024. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, the New Japan star legend overseas, will appear at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. I believe he's going to the WWE when his contract runs out in January 2024. He will wrestle a match at the main event. No, well, maybe not the main event, but at, at the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 40. If if they can sneak him in for the Royal Rumble, there's a chance he wrestles in the main event versus Roman Reigns. Roman versus Okada. It's in play. There's a universe where it might happen. But alas, I do think he will probably maybe debut at WrestleMania. I'm not sure exactly how they get there. But Okada, he's going to the WWE, and he's going to be at WrestleMania 40 from, I believe it's Lincoln Financial Field, the link in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You heard it here first, Okada to WWE in Lesnar will also likely return in the men's Royal Rumble match, whether face or heel is anyone's guess, but I don't think it matters because I'm going to boldly predict that much like many others next year, 2024 will mark Brock's last year as a professional wrestler, but I can see him putting someone over huge on his way out, possibly Braun Breaker who gets called up after Mania, or maybe Gable Stevenson because God knows he needs it. As for Brock's road to WrestleMania, well, as I record this, it's become clear to me that after a successful titled event against Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble, Logan Paul will be left without a Mania opponent. And while it's not a typical match designed for either guy, I think it'll make sense from a storyline perspective since both have that MMA background. Circling back to Cody Rhodes, you know, I almost hope that he does get another shot because if someone is going to come up short against Roman at WrestleMania, it should be a guy who's already failed in that spot instead of a guy who's a star on the rise. I think Roman Reigns is 1000% making it another year as WWE Universal Champion, 
I can't see him being this close to breaking Hulk Hogan's record without completely shattering that record. As a matter of fact, barring some unforeseen incident, it would not even surprise me if he were to make it to Bruno's record at this point. WWE has had the patience thus far, but will fans have that kind of patience? That will remain to be seen. I think some fans have already started to lose interest. However, one of the things that has kept our interest in 2023, at least the first half of 2023, was the ongoing bloodline story and the whole Civil War angle. And that will also culminate at Mania with the one-on-one match between brothers Jimmy and Jey Uso. I mean, if you don't see that coming, I don't know what to tell you. How they will get there, though, will be the bigger story. Speaking of stories, though, there's a huge one that may culminate at WrestleMania, and one of my former guests has a pretty good prediction for it. Let's take a listen. Hello, Royal Ramble listeners. Ryland Turner here from Wall of Media, and Blaine has reached out to me and asked for a prediction for 2024 in either the wrestling or MMA genre, and I've got a good one. CM Punk is going to be world champion in WWE once again. That's my prediction for 2024. And to all of you Royal Ramble listeners, keep listening to Blaine. He's great, and we hope to have him back on our program in 2024 as well. Thank you so much again, Blaine, for reaching out and wanting to include us on your final show of the year. With all that being said, stay walloped. I'm going to take this opportunity to switch gears a little bit because I did reference Impact earlier, at least in comparison to WWE. They will soon revert back to the TNA brand name, which I think can only be a good thing. Not that it was ever a great name, but Impact wasn't much better, to be honest. The current world champion is Alex Shelley, which is very surprising to me. Not that I'm not a fan, but when he first won the title last summer, I didn't think it would be anything more than transitional. I definitely didn't expect him to make it past Bound for Glory as champion, especially against the guy who never lost the belt in the first place, Josh Alexander. To me, that kind of suggests that Alexander may be either moving on up or moving on out, and I think 2024 is the year that Josh Alexander is All Elite. I wouldn't be opposed to a reunion of the North in AEW. Can you imagine a team like that against FTR? I am all in, wink wink. I'll get to that in a minute. Back to Shelley, he's had a decent run thus far, but for whatever reason, I still don't buy him as the leader of the brand. I don't know what it is. But sometimes, all it takes is the right opponent or right program, and there are certainly some great stories to tell with multiple talents passing in and out of the promotion. Shelley's former partner, Kushida, is still carrying around that foam X of his, so he has the option C, while Bully Ray or maybe Sammy Callahan are guys that can certainly be placed in a world title program to help get the champion over. But the one feud I'm thinking is the one that I've waited for for nearly two decades, and that is Alex Shelley versus Chris Sabin. There is so much history to play off of, and it would be such a shame if they didn't. Hopefully 2024 is that year, because I can't see either guy going anywhere else at this time. One person that I do see going elsewhere is the one and only Virtuosa, 
whose contract came to an end a couple months ago, and I think Diana Perrazzo is definitely ready for the big time, and I can see her being one of the surprise entrants in the 2024 Royal Rumble match for the women. In fact, this may also be an opportune time to reignite the WWE women's tag division. I know there are some out there who probably feel it never caught fire to begin with, and hey, I was one of them. But I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Katana and Caden have become a really good team. You've got the Kabuki Warriors who can always be inserted back into that division. And then if my prediction comes true and Diana is on her way to the Fed, we could also reunite Team Vexed, Diana Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. I mean, nothing against Piper Niven, but that team wasn't exactly going anywhere. And to be honest, I think Piper is much better suited for singles competition anyway. And with that, speaking of going places and switching brands, there is another former guest that I had that has another prediction of someone that may be switching to another company. Let's take a listen. My prediction, which is an extremely bold prediction, but, do you know, anything happens in wrestling. Tyler Black is all elite in 2024. I did mention it earlier, so let's go all in. What became AEW's biggest show of all time last summer will see a sequel next August in Wembley, and many are already saying it could be the final match for Brian Danielson. I can't think of a better opponent for him, especially in London, than is the hometown hero stepping out of retirement for one match only, Nigel McGuinness. Sadly, I don't think it will live up to their previous encounters in the original ROH, but it should still be a damn good one. While that will probably be Danielson's in-ring swan song and a hell of a way to go out, I can't see it being the swan song of his career. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if he returns to WWE by the end of the year or early 2025 in a non-wrestling role. Maybe he could either be a developmental coach or even an on-screen general manager or color commentator, as I believe he's played both roles before. And if this prediction comes true, I think he's almost guaranteed to headline the 2025 WWE Hall of Fame class. But as I predicted what I expect to happen at All In, it is in London, and who better to provide the next prediction than a UK native? All the way from across the pond, I present my next former guest for his own prediction. Hey Blaine, it's uh, Dave from the UK. I'd like to wish everyone on the Royal Rumble. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Now, two predictions for 2024. I think one of them will be that Will Ospreay wins the AEW World Heavyweight title at Wembley at All In 2024. If Tony can hold off the booking that long and actually sort his booking out. I think that will be a tremendous bop and a tremendous night. I will also predict that MMA, Thomas Spinell, uh, becomes the unified UFC World Heavyweight Champion and also holds the belt for a while. He is an extreme talent. He's good for the sport and uh, I think he'll carry it through into 2025. Anyway, that's enough from me. I hope everyone has a great festive season and I will speak to you all soon. Bye. London calling to the faraway towns Now war is declared And battle come down London calling to 
Now, having not yet seen the AEW World's End pay-per-view, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, so not going to make any predictions about the Devil storyline, other than hopefully it will end, but I'm assuming whoever's behind it has already been revealed. That said, I hope this ugly incident doesn't affect the overall opinion of MJF in any way. And if it does, he may not be around long enough to be affected by it. That's right, another bold prediction is that Maxwell Jacob Friedman debuts in the WWE by this time next year, or possibly even in the Rumble match of 2025. But that does leave a gap, doesn't it? Who better to fill it than the man who is absolutely on fire right now? Not only will fans turn Swerve Strickland in 2024, but by this time next year, he will be the AEW World Champion, the first African-American world champion in company history, and the new leader of the brand. Hopefully that will be enough to regain some of that momentum that AEW lost in 2023. I hope they refrain from signing any more WWE cast-offs in 2024, and instead focus on rebuilding their own brand. One talent that I can see them bringing in, maybe as part of their ROH roster, is former MLW champion Alexander Hammerstone. Though just taking one look at this guy, I think he may be better suited for the WWE environment. Regardless, I think Mr. Hammerstone will find a new home in 2024 as well. Lastly, and speaking of homes, one gentleman could be wrestling his way into the retirement home, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible, and that is Sting. They've already announced that his final match will take place at the Revolution show in March. I just hope that it's not a multi-person tag match, but I am going to predict that he puts his protege Darby over on his way out. And hopefully Darby is still able to move next year after the severe beatings he took this year. But Sting is someone that I can also see going back to WWE, perhaps under a new Legend contract. Perhaps a better voice to be heard on this, or really anything for that matter, as someone who's been watching uh, since the time that Sting debuted in, in pro wrestling. And uh, that is my next guest at the time, who has some very interesting, interesting thoughts. Let's take a listen. What is up, party people? Joe Aguinaldo here, giving some 2024 pro wrestling predictions from my man Blaine and the Royal Ramble. Now, I will admit, after stepping away from podcasting, I stopped following wrestling as closely as I used to. But I still do pay attention, but more as a fan than, say, someone who is at insidey, as I like to say. But that said, here are a few things that I think we're going to see in 2024. First and foremost, I do think we will see MJF in the WWE in 2024. I have no doubt that AEW will throw a truckload of money at him, but if his goal is to get the most eyes on him and to be seen on the biggest platform, frankly, the WWE is the place to be. Now, related to this... If 2024 is in fact the last year of his contract, I think we also see Ricky Starks go to the WWE. Second, I do think WWE will sign with WBD. I think it makes sense for both parties. The WWE would hurt some of its competition in AEW, and WBD gets the biggest wrestling slash sports entertainment property on the planet. Third, I do think that we see Roman Reigns continue to hold the belt until the end of 2024. As I'm recording this on December 30th, 2023, Roman is about 20 days shy from Bruno San Martino's second title reign. He's just under 360 days from Bob Backlund's title reign, and he's just over 360 days away from Hulk Hogan's longest title reign. 
I can see the WWE wanting Roman to have the record for the modern era, much like Gunter is now the longest reigning Intercontinental title holder, having surpassed the Honky Tonk Man this year. Fourth, I think 2024 is a pivotal year for AEW. If the WWE slash Warner Brothers deal happens, as I mentioned earlier, this could potentially be seen as the beginning of the end for AEW. Now, that said, though, I don't think so. Don't believe the haters, people. I don't expect AEW to go away, uh, and I fully expect Tony Khan and AEW to work out a TV deal. It may not be exactly the one that they want, but I think Tony is a smart enough businessman to get it done. And finally, I think 2024 will see wrestling slash sports entertainment continue to grow and evolve. Aside from WWE and AEW, I think the other companies like Impact, or TNA as they're now known, MLW, New Japan, Stardom, they're all in good hands. And while a lot of wrestling fans may laugh at that, I haven't seen anyone go out of business lately. So I think the wrestling business is very healthy and will continue growing. Anyways, that's all I got. Admittedly, I absolutely suck at predictions, so let's see how well these age over 365 days. I want to wish everyone a happy new year and all the best in 2024. I'm out. So that wraps up another show in another year. I want to send a special thanks to all who contributed to this episode, including the Young Guns, Boris Aguilar and Matt Ederer, the OG Joe Aguinaldo, my friends and guest co-hosts, Rylan, Rubin, and RFPW's own David J. Brightly, and former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. I also wish all of my loyal listeners a very happy new year. To 2024, everybody. A, B, C, and next year. (laughs) 